what triggers me emo- what do you think triggers me emotionally is this a trap no it's not <laughs> Um, I think some of the things that trigger you emotionally. I said one thing. Oh, one thing. Don't this rap. Got you making me better. You making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. Got you making me better. You making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. Got you making me better. Good everyone. Wayne here. As promised, part two of our Forever Learning episode is coming at you. So we thank you for your patience. To all those that listen, we appreciate you. And we hope you enjoy it. Take a listen. As an outpouring of, you know, our improvements in our relationship to kind of then foster that in our relationships with our family and our friends. Um, I just think it's vital. I mean, it, it's a beautiful Christian witness, in my opinion. You know, it is. When our, when our marriage flourishes and, and, and overflows into other people's lives. You know? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that we just kind of always have to um, remind ourselves of, mm-hmm. you know, of what um, Christ intended for a marriage to represent. Yeah. Because when you first get married, it's like, you know, it's it's me and you against the world. Right. Um, for some people, yeah. it's me and you against the world. Well, and we're not going to let... Yeah anybody come in between that you know we got to keep family out of our business Mm -hmm. you know that's a lot of you know that's what you hear all the time you know at the reception keep family out your business blah Uh blah blah yeah so i think a lot of times with some marriages we kind of tend to push people away yeah um that's problematic yeah but i think you just have to find that balance mm-hmm. i'm not saying that you have to invite everyone into your personal space or into your marriage i think you definitely have to use wisdom in that case because there may be some people that you have to say you know what yeah mm, can't let you right. but i think it's important to be aware mm-hmm. um that those relationships are important mm-hmm. you know because i know for me having two children I still want to be a part of their yes. lives yes. Um, yeah. when they get married mm-hmm. and, you know, I still want, want that, you know, relationship with them. So right. that's, that's really important. But again, like you said, just, just kind of recognizing that um, your marriage can be that, that yeah. light or that beacon of hope it can. Um, for someone else, you yeah. know, even for single people. Um, you know, some people are like, keep singles out of, you know, your marriage and you don't need to be around single friends no, and things like that. No, that you know, um, again, it. always using wisdom. Right. Right. And and recognizing when there's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think we have to be careful where we start drawing lines. Exactly. And like just, you know, kind of pushing people away. Yeah. Um, so. I know, you know, some people that, you know, are single, I think we help um, or play a part in their view or mm-hmm. their aspect of marriage yeah. because of how we treat, exactly. you know, um, singles and, yeah, yeah. you know, how we might push people aside and say, oh, no, this is for married people only. And this is, yeah. you know, so that's, I think it's important that's... just to be careful with that, but to always remember that it's important that we try to maintain and, and do better on building those relationships with family and, and with friends. Yeah, agreed. Because, you know, building those relationships, not only are you uh, as a married couple a beacon for them, 
but your marriage can be greatly enhanced by good relationships with your family and your friends. Um, we, we've, we've definitely seen that on our part. Like if it went for our family and friends, I don't, yeah. I don't know if our marriage would be what it is. Like we, we've had such amazing support and love from, you know, people around us and, you know, wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. For sure. So kind of piggybacking off of what you said related to, you know, how we definitely want to be an intricate part of the girls' lives, you know, you know when, if and when they get married. Mm-hmm. Um, parenting is something, you know, I feel like that is, is definitely been an adjustment for us. As our girls get older, you know, and we've seen some, some <laughs> pretty drastic transitions. Core being in college now, Cam being in the double digits, 10 going on, 30. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, just just watching them grow up and kind of having to adjust um, how we parent them, you know, as they've grown up. You know, the way that I, I parent Corey and Cammy now is is drastically different from when they were smaller. Yeah. You know, and, and even with their different personality types, you know, having to kind of find ways to really be a, a support as well as a parent and like telling them, you know, look, this is what you need to do. But in a way, you know, that fits the personality and fits where they are in life. Like, I can't be as strong a voice, you know, in Corey's life at this point as I can in Cammie's. You know, Corey, I, I'm, I'm in more of an advisory capacity now, telling her, you know, hey, this is, this isn't, at this point in life, you know, you need to be thinking about this, you need to be thinking about that. Whereas with Cammie, no, sit down somewhere, you can do this, you know. Yeah. And, he, and even in that, like, you know, having to make subtle adjustments because of the fact that, you know, she now has her own thoughts and opinions about things and not always dismissing them but taking time to really delve into and explain hey this is why we say this this is why we think this this is why we believe this it's definitely a growing process and it's something that you know we're we're growing in even as we speak yeah i think one of the things for me as a parent um that i really had to adapt to and just be open to is um change Mm -hmm. even in my parenting so it's like you may have this idea of okay when your child is two or three um you you may have a certain stance on an issue and you think that okay this is the way it's going to be the entire time up until this child is 18 Mm -hmm. but as i'm learning my views and my stance may change and i think as a parent you have to be open to that because things are always changing. So I'll say, um, for example, I'll just use something such as having a cell phone. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, okay, you don't need a cell phone mm-hmm. until you're 17, 18, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, 16, however old you tell your child, you know, you don't need a cell phone until you're this age. Yeah. But circumstances may arrive where... Yeah that child may need my child may need that phone right. before they mm-hmm. you know and i think sometimes we're so set in our yeah. ways yeah. as a parent mm-hmm. to where we're not willing to recognize something that we may need to be um lenient on or change our view on yeah that's true um that we just we, we, we're kind of like wanting to just stick to that and so that was one of the things that I had to recognize and I just use cell phone as as a minor thing I'm still like Kim you don't need a cell phone until you're (laughs) you know middle school whatever 15 I don't know Mm -hmm. but um you know I know with um with Corey um 
my, I guess my stance on maybe dating, mm-hmm. um, I kind of look back and say, okay, I probably could have been a little bit more, you know, lenient with that mm-hmm. or just, I, I want to kind of open-minded, I guess, and not yeah. so closed-minded. Like yeah. I think because of the culture that I came from, when my mom right. was like, this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. Like, because I said it and I felt like, okay, well, I have to be this way like or I have to be really, really just strong mm-hmm. and hard on this particular issue because I have to lay down the ground rules that I'm the parent and this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. But I think what happens is we miss an opportunity for our children to learn and to grow mm-hmm. because we become so focused on our quote unquote rules or yeah. stance or stance so speak, or stance, our, so our position our position yeah, yeah as a parent yeah so i think just being open to actually recognizing that this is something that i may have to be open to mm-hmm. or you know um I don't I don't know it's kind of difficult for me to explain well I mean it's I think it's difficult to delve into because there's always that constant fear that you know what like if I'm if I'm more open-minded I'll open up Pandora's box yeah like that, that there's always that we we don't ever think the best about the unknown yeah we don't ever think it's rare that we think positively or mm-hmm. that, that like positive thoughts are the first thing to come to mind when we think of like the unknown or even the future. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So we're like, well, if I let if I let them go here and I, I'm not I'm not even saying that, you know, because I, I have to be we both have to be kind of mindful of the fact that like being careful and being protective is not a bad thing. Yeah. You, there has to be a level of protection and like I, I, I read this tweet by this guy that was saying like I'm gonna be a little paranoid about my daughters because I don't mm-hmm. I don't want them getting snatched up or being this yeah those kind of dangers are real yeah you know and so finding that balance between being protective but also being open to you know allowing what we thought was just the right ultimate prescribed way of parenting to kind of be adjusted yeah and I, I think that's really what I'm trying to say has been my struggle is, yeah you know I'm trying to make things. sure that I am protecting mm-hmm. my child so it's like okay if I don't have to expose you to this then I'm not going right, to right right but I'm not also by me doing that I'm not giving you the opportunity to learn exactly. to grow exactly and to develop yeah because eventually you're going to be an adult and i can't shield you from exactly everything but as a mother you know it's yeah. hard and i'm sure it's sure for fathers too yeah so yeah, it is. i it think is. that's been one of the things one of my most valuable lessons yeah um that i've learned yeah we get 100 on this podcast as a parent <laughs> yeah um so moving on to um Personal transparency, that's one that we are forever learning. For sure. And forever growing, revealing more of our true self. Yeah. Um, so to speak. And I, I think even though you've been married a long time, there's still some hidden things. There are some things about myself that I think I really don't like to dab into mm. you know what i'm saying to expose because yeah we just don't like to look at our true self we don't you know because it just it's like no this is not me i'm a nice person i'm a good person and we don't like to deal with those 
rough places yeah so i think when it comes to to marriage even though even if you've been married a long time there are some things that you may not want to share you know with your spouse but it's important yeah um you know to be willing to share those things and to just recognize that you know what or you can say you know this is an area that I might be struggling in or this is something about me I'm quite not ready to get into it yet yeah yeah. but I just want you to know this is a part of my true self you know what I'm saying I think I think that's important because what may be happening I'll just say for us as example if there's something that I've struggled with in my past that I really hadn't dealt with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It could be, even though it's in my past, um, it could still be something that may be interfering with a marriage now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's important that we're honest about those things, especially with ourselves, first yeah. of all. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't be in denial because if you're not willing to be honest with yourself about it, you're definitely not going to be honest with your spouse about it that's true and on on that note like you know kind of moving from that almost into like another aspect of it like acceptance yeah because you have to be accepting you know of your husband and your wife when they're willing to reveal you know those ugly sides of themselves like um and you brought up a good point about how even though we're not living in the past Mm -hmm. our past still informs how we behave and how we think even in like ways that we're not even aware of. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff, you know, subconsciously that we're still doing could be a result of stuff that's happened in our past. And so like being willing to accept the person for who they are in spite of stuff that they dealt with in the past, you know, stuff that they're doing as a result of stuff that's happened in the past, just being willing to accept them and say, you know what, I I still love you. You know, we we, we can deal with these things that are coming. Because, I mean, new issues may come up as a result of stuff that happened in the past, stuff that you thought you were over. Yeah. You know, like you said. So just being willing to accept, man, is, is, is big. It's yeah. Big. And also um, with that, you have to develop that, I guess, emotional intelligence. Yeah. So I think that's a really big one is, yeah, is. understanding what um, triggers the other person emotionally. <sighs> triggers man Jeez. yeah um and just you know understanding ways um to i guess promote emotional health for each other yeah you know um so for me what triggers me what do you think triggers me emotionally Hmm. is this a trap no it's not (laughs) Um, I think some of the things that trigger you emotionally. I said one thing. Oh, one thing. No, don't just rat me out. Like, okay, well that trick that triggers not me. Not a emo- That triggers me emotionally. Like, you know, when you don't think I know what I'm talking about. Oh, anyway. I'm sorry. Please, honey, can uh, you say one thing <laughs> that you think triggers me emotionally? I think one thing that triggers you emotionally, honey, is um, I gotta make a selection. Oh, I'm serious. Okay. I mean, you're not. You're not like. You're not a basket case. I'm not, not by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't know. You you pausing a long time over there. 
well, because, because I pay attention to you. So um, I'll, uh, while you're thinking about it, all these things to choose from, I guess, <laughs> I will say one thing that I think in, that triggers you emotionally is when, when you feel like I'm not listening to you. Yeah. And I'm just wanting you to hear my side, um, which I do need help with that. Yeah. I'm asking the Lord to work on me. But, um, yeah, that's something that triggers you emotionally. And yeah, I would agree with that. I have learned that um, I, I really need to be aware of that and I need to be conscious of that. Yeah. But, you know, that's something that really can get you in a you tough spot. A it can. It can. I agree yeah. with that. So one thing that triggers you, I, I would say, is you, you get you get really you can get really out of shape when you see like disorder. Okay. Like it, it it's nothing for you to come in the house and see like one thing that like is out of place. Everything's out of place right now. Lord Jesus, help us. You see what I'm saying? Okay, but I'm like sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You just made a point. Like you know, okay. it, it's it's like you'll see one thing out of place, and immediately you go into like, and that that that's part of your personality as an achiever. You know, you've mm-hmm. got so many things on your mind at the same time, so many tasks to do, so many goals to achieve, and like it informs you even when like you're supposed to be at rest. Yeah. Like it, it's like your mind you have a hard time sometimes turning off mm-hmm. and so like anytime you know you see something that you feel like needs to be done like you're immediately triggered to uh put all your focus on it and sometimes it can, it can contribute to you being anxious mm-hmm. i think it's a big part of you know why sometimes like you struggle with anxiety and stuff because it's like oh there's so much to get done and i don't have enough time or resources to get it done and my husband doesn't seem to care as much as I do. You know, <laughs> that, that, that's a, that's another thing. Like, you know, as a trigger is like when, when I'm not as anxious or, or, or frantic or up in arms about it as you, that does yeah. trigger you. Like yeah, I get you does. upset sometimes. Yeah. You know, so. Makes me feel like you're abandoning me. Yeah. 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 I have abandonment issues. Wow. Just like that. <laughs> so moving on to a better one <laughs> that we are forever learning. Yes. In this area, romance, romance, dating, just uh, acts of service, mm-hmm. um, maybe like um, gifts, or I would just say like a massage, um, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, we're we're learning to be more romantic. I think that kind of goes into um, what we were talking about earlier. You know, it with, does with um, sex you know within marriage and well i mean it, it's they're i think they're connected i don't think they're necessarily the same well i'll say this romance can lead you to the other one <laughs> write that down brother really so, yeah so but you know that because we've been married yeah, 12 years exactly. right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I yeah. okay i mean i always so, get it right write that down yeah, yeah. So yes, dating. Like it's important to date while some huge shade on it, just, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. You know. So yeah, dating <laughs> I can't trying to focus it. here. Go ahead. Yeah, dating is while you're still married, it's mm, important. It it's is. important to try to go out on a date. Yeah. Even if you gotta set up a date in your home. Yeah, it doesn't have to be extravagant. You know? It's just Write a little new love effort. note. Mm-hmm. Acts of service can be something as simple as like sending a love note to your spouse. Or sending flowers. Yes, you did that. My boo sent flowers yes. last week. Yes. Yep. 
I was so happy. I, I was felt glad. so special. I was glad you were. And I'm they're glad. still on my desk. I'm glad. Yes. I'm glad. But yeah, so, you know, simple. I mean, I think um, acts of service is a love language. It is. So. Um, I think that might be one of yours, too. Acts of service? Might, might be. Okay. You get a kick out of getting yes. So Yeah, yeah quality time and then acts of service, acts of service. I think is number two. Yeah. But yeah, acts, acts of service is, is might be your spouse's love language so you don't necessarily have to spend money to um do something or give something to your spouse it yeah. could be could be something sentimental something, like you know yeah something that reminds you of like you know when you were dating and times and events you know that that are special to you that kind of stuff like it it, it doesn't you don't have to like be over the top to be romantic yeah tap into know? pinterest okay <laughs> so <laughs> and laughter um, yeah. Where I think, you know, we've, I don't know if we've always been able to laugh after an argument, but I think probably within the last five or six years, we've. We're getting better at it. We're, yeah, we definitely got better at after we've been mad, we'll kind of pick at how the other person responded during mm. the argument, kind of imitate each other yeah. and get some laughs out <laughs> of it. You know, yeah. I think it's really funny. It's really funny. I think it's a good gauge too of kind of like where we are in the healing process. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you can make fun of me and I make fun of myself back, then, yeah, I'm, then I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm upset anymore. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. So I think it's important to, you definitely want to be married to somebody that's going to make you laugh. Facts. I think, you know, because Facts. if not, gonna be kind of kind of mm. boring yeah kind of boring but thankfully me and you make each other laugh so hard oh my yeah gosh. yeah laughter is good for your soul and Food good for, for your soul. marriage yes to the marriage. yes and what uh we're learning oh, okay this is a really great area work home church. and church blend blend yeah so how to blend mm -hmm. work how to blend home and i guess how to blend I'm going to just say church, but ministry, I guess, Yeah. Um, so to speak. I, I like that word blend. I'm kind of borrowing it from uh, Crystal, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago. And she said that it's not so much you're trying to find balance as it is, you know, like learning the right amount of blend for each aspect of it. Yeah. Because ultimately, you know, in different seasons of life, there's always going to be one area that's kind of emphasized more. Mm-hmm. At that season in your life. Yeah. And so if you're if you're trying to even out you know, all these different aspects of your life, which, I mean, you know, for Bible scholars, we kind of compartmentalize it. God doesn't really make those compartments like we do, you know, but if you're trying to find balances like that, you're always going to come up short because once you try to adjust the scales one way, they're going to tip too far that way. Then you're going to find another part of your life out of balance. And when you try to readjust it, it's going to have the opposite effect too. So finding the right amount of blend, I think is really good. Like, okay. So you use the word, um, seasons, right? Yeah. So there'll be seasons when, um, maybe you're are dedicating a little bit more time to work when you are home, or you right. might be dedicating a little bit more time to home than ministry mm -hmm. or ministry than home, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So with that being said, what a, what happens when you don't recognize that you've been in that season too long? Like, I think, you know, if you're spending... That's a good question. You know, a lot of time at work. Right. You know what I'm saying? And home is just kind of being neglected. Yeah. 
you know so at what point because this could be going on for two three four years yeah that's you true. know what i'm saying but i think it's important to recognize and to communicate with your spouse you know okay this is a season where i'm, I'm really gonna honey be away yeah. from home yeah. where i've really yeah. got this big project going on at work mm-hmm. but recognizing okay you know this I don't want to stay in the season too long. Yeah. So I guess how do you get out of that? You know, how do you transition out of that season? Because if you stay in that season too long, then it might cause some detriment, some serious detriment some damage, yeah. to yeah, damage to your marriage. Uh, I don't, I, don't, I guess I don't. that's a, that's a really another, another heavy topic. That's, that's one of Probably those, podcast by itself. I think it's one of those rhetorical <laughs> questions that you have to mull over. I will say this though, just briefly, like recognizing it, I think is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Once you're able to recognize it, then you can kind of get to the point to where you make intentional steps towards, you know, correcting it. And I mean, just just recognition and intentionality, I think, are just two big factors for me. Now, how that pans out in your marriage or your relationship or your life, uh, we're not gurus. We're not going to be no pretend. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of emphasize that it's important to recognize that, you know, okay, yeah, there might be a season where I'm going to have to spend, you know, a lot more time at work or Mm -hmm. you may have to spend a lot more time at work or whatever. But, and we've experienced that too. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I think you also have to recognize when it's a sacrifice versus neglecting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I think if you don't recognize that, you know what, my family is more important than this job because I could get another That's true. job That's true. or career or ministry, yeah. <laughs> you know true. what I'm saying? But at the same time, I don't want, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can get another family, but you don't want to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, if you <laughs> if you love your spouse and your children or whoever, you're, you're going to want to, yeah. I hate to say choose, but I think it's just important to recognize when, when you're, agreed. you know, hey, yeah, we got to make a sacrifice here or when it's sacrifice versus actually, ambition. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you're neglecting. For sure home or whatever but yeah and then um last but certainly not least the area that we're forever learning in is our relationship with god yeah we're definitely oh my gosh learning we are so 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 much yeah so much definitely um it's one of those things that's I feel like is like the bedrock of our marriage. Like, you know, it's it's what drew us together is how mm-hmm. how we noticed that, you know, the other was chasing after God and wanting to be, you know, committed to him and not necessarily knowing all of the best ways to do that. But the mm-hmm. fact that we saw that drive in each other, you know, it's really what drew us together. And I feel like now, you know, we're kind of relearning how to be, you know, intentional about uh both doing that as an individual and you know coming together and mm-hmm. working on a relationship with God together um, and doing it you know in community as well like you know there's just so many things that we're learning about it um, 
I think one thing that we never want to fall into is assuming that we have it all together. That's right. When it comes to God, you know, we we don't know everything about their, how to pray or how to read the word properly. We, we definitely picked up some really good principles about it. Um, you know, definitely learned some things that have benefited us, certainly. But when we feel when we get to the point where we feel like we've arrived, that's a dangerous place, man. It is. You know, it, yeah. it really is. And I mean, just kind of. Even the way we talk to, to Corey and Cammy about relationships with God, you know, and stuff that they're dealing with and, you know, going through and, you know, how being a follower of Jesus informs even the decisions that they make in their everyday lives. Like yeah. the friendships and, you know, the struggles, you know, with like Corey dealing with track and college issues and Cammy dealing with friends and homework and this and that. Just, just really kind of bringing it all back to, you know what? In the midst of all that you're dealing with, God is still present and mm-hmm. it's still important that you acknowledge him and spend time with him when you can and develop a relationship with him. Um, those, are, those are things that, you know, really kind of inform our lives as a whole. I yeah. mean, he's everything. He, is. he really is. So I think for me, um, my relationship with God really, it actually is what kind of um, determines how I deal with every other aspect of my life. So if, you know, if my relationship with God is like solid, Mm -hmm. you know, in this season, it's like, despite what I may be going through at work, not saying that just because my relationship with God is solid at that time, everything else is going good because sometimes that's what we think. Right. But what I've found is that the state of my relationship with, with God at that time actually is what determines how I deal with every yeah. other issue in my life. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so if if things are going solid, then I'm able to if I'm having a tough time at work, I'm able to push myself, mm-hmm. you know, just really motivate myself to say, hey, it's it's gonna work out. This is what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? It it just makes it more positive. My outlook is more positive. And same thing yeah. with with our relationship. You yeah. know, if if my relationship with God at that time is is solid, even though we may be going through a rough patch, you know, I'm able to kind of persevere and you know get through it and just pray. Okay, God, I know you can get me. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. But it's those times when I find um, myself, you know, not when I'm just kind of far away. Yeah. From him, it's like it's more difficult. Yeah. For me to deal with any other issue that I might be facing at that time. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, babe. I, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so just again, just we just really wanted to share, um, you know, some of the things that we've learned. Um, things that we've experienced again we are forever learning ever learning yeah. um in our marriage and we hope that these um 12 things that we've talked about communication quality time sex mm-hmm. life um, relationships family and friends parenting personal transparency acceptance emotional intelligence romance laughter and blending work home and church and our relationship with god um, has just helped you in some uh, shape or fashion. So yeah. thanks so much for allowing us to share 
this with you guys um it's been awesome so thanks so much for listening Um, we love you guys and appreciate you all signing off y'all Thanks so much for listening to Marriage at Golgotha. We really appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. This is always phenomenal. It's always wonderful. Mm-hmm. Always fun. Yes, always fun. So, babe, tell them where they can check us out. Well, for starters, you can go to our site. Website is marriageatgolgotha.com. M-A-R-R-I-A-G-E-A-T-G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A. Com. That's probably the easiest way to listen. We have our podcast episodes page set up with a playlist, and you can go down the episodes however you want, listen in to each episode there. We're also set up on iTunes for our Apple users. For our Android users, we will not hold that against you. We are on Google Podcasts, and uh, for anybody, you can check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public. There are a few other podcasting platforms that we're on as well. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Follow us there. Like our Facebook page. On Instagram, our handle is M at G, that's M A T G underscore podcast. Yeah, a lot of ways to get to us. We want to get it out there, not because we're looking to be famous, but because we really believe God's given us something to say and we really just like the conversations. That's right. So please remember to keep it real, keep it live, keep Christ in your marriage. A to the man. They tell me that I'm dapper, also dapper. Yeah, I told her to slay, just like Dasher. Just like homies, we can't fake the funk like an actor. Man, your label like an episode of Punk. Where's Ashton? Look at the fish. Where did it shine? It look like it's lit, like it's on fire. Look at the drip. Feel like Poseidon, Odysseus, dodging the sirens That was a myth, made to enlighten, you took a fifth I drink Messiah, I don't talk I made alliance, closing my lips, audible silence, huh Bello made the beat, then he hit my burner hit